This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the To Hull and Back podcast, uh, sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar in Hull. Aptly titled On Your Head, because uh, all three goals were scored by headers. Um, two and a half. Very inventive stuff there, aren't they? Yes. Better um, than the puns. Creative genius. Um, well, I had no assistance, did I? You guys don't, didn't, didn't chime in. Will, Will just wow. likes to belittle me. Even well, yeah, in the it's private too chat. easy. Well, it's, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to be supportive, guys. Right. So, uh, quite happy mess. pod. <laughs> happy pod for a change. Um, a distinctly surprising um, performance from from I think probably most City fans' uh, perspectives. Um, you know, we didn't score for an entire month of football, and then we score twice in one game and end up winning. Um, I think it was uh, a. a significant improvement in every term of the pitch you know maybe obviously the first goal was poor defensively um but take that out the game i think from the starting minute to the end i, I do think we were the better team um is that something that you would agree on nathaniel um well yeah we were the better team we deserved the win um i mean uh joel didn't agree with this in the chat after the game um but you know, it's up for debate whether that was our best performance of the season because we haven't had many good ones. It was certainly the best we've had since, I guess, the Coventry win, of course. Um, and um, like, especially against Norwich, where we won, we we didn't um, we didn't deserve that to, to win that game either. I think we did. We were the better team, except for the you know ten seconds when we conceded, but then also like the t- a ten minute period. At the start of the second half, Wigan were on top, but then, especially after we got the, um, and maybe like the last 10 minutes, but really we were the better team for most of the game, which is the important thing. You're always going to have spells where you're under the cosh. So uh, uh, a hugely improved performance and uh, looking forward to the next game rather than dreading it. Mm. I mean, Andy Dawson clearly had an effect in the short space of time he's had as interim boss on the team. He's obviously shoved a proverbial rocket up their backsides and probably reiterated the importance of, you know, work rate, desire, application, something we've been really, really missing the last few weeks, you know, defensively. As a unit, we've been very disorganised and very slow, but, um, you know, this game, we we sort of straight from the off, we were pressing, we were pressing as a team, which was the most important thing, I think, you know, we're doing individually, um, weird individual presses that, you know, would pull players out of position and create spaces, uh, we looked a lot more structured. Um, uh, you know, maybe Andy Dawson showcased his managerial um, powers a bit. Um, obviously, quite an odd 
Um, starting lineup, obviously, he started two right backs in Louis Coyle and Cyrus Christie. Um, but a decision that ended up being the correct one, uh, would you agree, Will? Um, yeah, definitely. It was surprising Christie when, when I saw Christie was in the team, I thought, when I saw Christian Coyle first, I should say, in the team, I was like, is Christie playing midfield? Like, in like sort of maybe a central midfield role, maybe on the right side of midfield. And then when you get there and you realise he's playing right wing, essentially, and Pelkas is in the middle, it was it was a bit of a shock, but it was probably, I mean, it showed, it showed how much it helped because it was probably Louis Coyle's best game. It was the best player on the pitch for me, and it was his best game for a while as well. Yeah. Did you, what, what do you think worked about that partnership then? Why why was that so much more effective oh, than if we'd have had, Chris, you know, Christy offers, Christy offers a lot more stability going backwards as well as forwards. It's like more, it's more like having, I know he played it as a winger, but it was more like having a wing back and a full back on the same side, really. And there was constantly, yeah. the, the partnership was constantly overlapping one another. And it, I mean, it paid dividends with the goal, mm. the Pelkis' uh, goal. Yeah, and obviously Wigan played uh, James McLean in left back, which I think is a very bizarre tactical decision. Um, and I think both Coyle and Christie had very good games against uh, McLean, uh, and he didn't offer much threat going up the other side either. You know, they both kept him quiet. Um, there was also another decision which I think surprised quite a few people. Uh, Nathaniel he played uh, obviously he moved Pelcas into like the number ten position and dropped Tufan a bit deeper uh, and again that seemed to work a charm and two fan you know maybe quite rightly coming to some criticism lately about maybe his application and his work rate and his lack of um you know coming back and defending but this game i would say from the first minute to the last he was fantastic in both senses well yeah he, he did play well and really um the way he was described to begin with was that he was more of a box-to-box player and we haven't really seen the defensive side or the or the deeper playing side of him so far because he's playing in the number 10. And although, I mean, box box midfielders usually do prefer attacking than defending, um, you know, and especially Tufan, he's, he's a quality player and he can score from distance and that sort of thing. You'd expect him to be a good number 10. But, um, you know, surely there are attributes that he's good going defensively as well because that's where he's played. I think, well... Surely when he's been playing at Fenerbahce with Pelkas, with Pelkas at number 10, that when you're playing both of those, those are probably the positions they work well together in. So, um, yeah, hopefully more to come. Um, we'll still have to see how how solid we are away on... Uh, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but um, on Sunday we've got an away game. We'll see how well we do there with this new system. Maybe it's too attacking somehow, but um, with... Series form, which hasn't been great to say the least, um, seeing you know a, a kind of back two of um, Tufan and uh, Slater in the midfield, maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, I think we definitely looked more. Uh, like I said um, earlier, we, we we seem to have an, a clear structure in the side, which I don't think we've seen for a few weeks. Definitely, um, you know. I was still petrified every time the ball went in the box. Um, and that's something I'll, uh, I'll actually ask about, Will. Um, set pieces, well documented. We are very poor at that this season, um, defensively and um, in terms of scoring them. But this game, um, we we actually, I think, no matter how many set pieces we can add, we seem to deal with it uh, quite well. And we scored one. Um, so, you know, maybe... maybe uh, Fucking miracles! As, is that a, is that another Dawson effect? Has maybe you've been working with them a bit on the on the training ground, trying to shore up them weak points that you've seen? I don't know if it's a Dawson effect. I think it's a bit of a maybe more of a confidence effect because the way that we were playing, we looked like we were because the because we were on top and we had most of the pressing. Really, it was a, I, I don't know what I'm on about to be honest, but. Um, I think I do think it's a confidence thing, because um, recently, particularly in the last, as soon as we put our reds down, we seem to not even want to even attack the ball in any way, shape, or form. And I think Dalton and maybe news of the new manager and like what other people have said to them, they thought, well, we need to play for our places, so they were wanting to show as much as they possibly could. I think that had a big effect. Mm, yeah, because I was going to counter you there, because obviously. Um... 
you, you mentioned confidence, but our usual routine lately is concede, um, you know, early in the first half. And die. Or, and then that's the end of the game for us because we can't create nor score goals. Um, and when the other team scores, that's pretty much it for us. And then we end up conceding a second not soon after and then the game's gone. But um, this game, completely different. We, we went a goal down, very sloppy goal. Um, and you're thinking, oh, here we go again. But we pretty much straight away from kickoff, we're straight back at them. You know, the heads weren't down at all. Um, so perhaps that is probably something that Dawson's tried to reiterate to them. You know, like obviously, because he has said in his press conferences quite regularly that he's, he's tried to hammer home the 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 need to, to work hard because, you know, we're, you can't expect games to just be won um, by coasting through it, just by turning up. And the way we've been playing the season... It wasn't sustainable. We we would have, you know, we'd be lingering around the bottom of the table for a long time. So he's probably got them all in, I would imagine, anyway. And shit, and said, look, maybe showing some clips of past games. Why aren't you pressing there? Why aren't you going with him? You know, you've got to work hard to stay in the starting eleven. Then perhaps drop Seri. Um, maybe just to, you know, remind him that this is a similar level that he needs to be getting to. As, you know, I just think well, yeah, that he's not had a good time recently at all, Seri. So, no, Seri's not, and I think. You know, a few players have now it maybe t- took someone like Dawson, who, you know, has been here, done that. He knows exactly what's expected and has tried to, you know, relay that uh, information to the players and because he understands kind of thing. And I, I think we needed that, that, that reset, that win, I think, is just a huge moment for the season because, you know, if we'd have lost again going into Huddersfield away, I think, you know, even with the new manager coming in, if he does come in um, in time for it, um, you'd still be like, you know, completely bereft of any optimism and confidence. But Dawson sort of halted that. He's put halt to it. It's essentially like, for me, it's a reset. Um, do you? I, I wanted to point out as well, uh, Nathaniel Dogagan Cynic. Obviously, we've not seen much of him. Dokan. Dokan. Um, okay. Um, I'll, yeah, he's Dokan. Oh, okay, sorry guys. Um, I only know that because of the highlights. <laughs> uh, well, obviously he he came on uh, for his first start um, after I think quite an impressive cameo against Luton, um, and he certainly looks quite the player. Is that something that you'd agree with? Yes, he's very good. He looks he looks quality, and seeming as he's the joint most expensive player we've signed in the championship. Ever, I would hope that he would be good. I don't think we've spent more than four million when we've been in the championship. I think that's around the number, but at least one of the most expensive players, transfer fee wise. I don't know about wages um, that we've signed. And yeah, um, he's had a very small cameo and he looked good in that. And I was a bit surprised that just only a few days after, seeming as he's not played in ages, that he would start. But, um, you know, a good hour for him. Looked dangerous and. No, uh, definitely. Um, I mean, it wasn't the exact front three we were expecting because Pelkas was playing at 10 and Christie was there. But seeing Pelkas, Oscar and um, Cynic was great to see because those are the three players that we'd expect to play almost every game if they're fit because they're the big the big signings um, attacking-wise. So, And shame Aliar couldn't be there as well. Um, but yeah, he looks really good. Um, maybe... It looked like he might have more in product than Alia. He's looking to get the ball and whip that in. Um, and hopefully he should get better. But on the ball, he looks very assured. Um, and, you know, having him and Pelkas and um, those sort of players on the ball, we, we should be able to attack quickly like we did and, and counter-attack quickly, which I thought was our one of our main strengths. We got the ball much quicker up the pitch. Mm, yeah, we 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 certainly had options off the ball, which is um, a difference to um, obviously what we were seeing in recent weeks. I mean, I've just been on um, the the Progress for Unity Wigan podcast, and they were all having a go at me because I went on and said that we'd most likely lose two nil um, because we've we, we just, yeah we're not very good. We can't create chances, awful from set pieces, etc. Can't score goals, and we were the complete opposite against them. And I said, look, we're just as surprised as you guys are. Uh, obviously, a pleasant surprise for us. Um, but like you say, yeah, the, the the way we attacked, we looked more fluid. There was an understanding there. There were, you know, partnerships are starting to form, I think, in the middle, finally. 
uh, and people were actually coming for the ball, which is something we didn't see under Shotter. It was very static and, and people were wanting to get involved, which I think is speaking volumes, maybe about the perceived lack of character in the side. Maybe they've just gone out there and proved us wrong. And perhaps it was just a lack of guidance under Shotter. Could we put it under that? Or is that just a bit too uh, maybe cynical for Shotter? Well, I'm very surprised um, character-wise that we actually came back from behind to win that. I could understand if we'd got a, a first goal and that we'd push on and build confidence, but especially because we conceded early goals in the last two home games against Luton and Stoke, then we've conceded a bit later. And the fact we got a goal so quickly afterwards showed that they really did want to come back from, um, you know, maybe they just thought enough is enough, we've lost too many games and, you know, there's a new manager we've got to, um, you know, impress the new man who's, who's in the stand. They probably would have known about that. Um, but yeah, to, to win from behind is is always delightful. And um, yeah, hopefully they show more character and they, and they keep showing it rather than just a one-off to impress the new manager. Mm. I think it's uh, probably give, worth giving a mention to obviously the three former City lads that were in the Wigan lineup. I think obviously Wilkins scored. It was one. It was going to be one of them that scored, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Um, Matt, again, I prefer it being Keen and Josh. Yeah, uh, and McGinnis, yeah. I think, and I, and I mentioned this on the Wigan podcast before this, I think he went in intentionally with the game plan to just try and wind up as many of his old mates as he could because yeah. it, he, he didn't seem to really offer much to Wigan at all. That was the Josh McGinnis that I remember in the championship. Definitely was, you know, he was ineffective. My, my, my favourite really bit was him kissing the badge as he left the pitch. Mm, yeah, very odd. Badge kissing weasel. Badge kissing weasel. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> um, but he, he, I think he was quite fortunate to stay on the pitch after his altercation with Coyle. Um, you know, I think if they'd have, if we'd have had VAR, I think he'd have had his marching orders in that. I've not seen that back. But... Um, Somewhere but... actually at the game, I also don't know exactly what happened. Yeah, so, he, you know, he pretty much stamped on him and then they both went head to head. Um, you know, when the players sort of butt horns like rhinos um they did that but McGinnis sort of pushed him away with his head kind of thing and obviously we've seen you know that can be construed as red card if the stamp wasn't already a red card you know there should be at least two yellows involved in there um do have a look back though um see if you agree with me I might be being a bit harsh but I definitely think he should have got his marching orders there and then Ben Amos was um the uh you know got a hole in the middle of his gloves keeper that I remember um the second goal, I think he could have done a bit better with. It was a power header, let's be honest. The first one, maybe being a bit harsh because it was from close range. Well, he got something on both of them. So, you know, maybe we're a tad fortunate to, to score those. But, but as you say, bullet headers. Yeah, the second one. I mean, obviously, Estepinion kind of had, he had a fantastic August and then like the rest of the team didn't really score in, in the last month. Uh, looked a bit more up for it tonight, I think. Uh, was was really making a nuisance of himself. Like, but like Dawson said in the post-match interview, Oscar's the kind of striker that defenders would hate to play against because he just is. No matter what loose ball is played in behind, if it's he's got no chance of getting on the ball first, he still goes for it. So he still makes them run those extra yards. He still puts a shoulder in. He gives fouls away. He's very physical, and I think that's going to be very important going on for the rest of the season. Is him being a constant thorn. And, you know, diverting focus from maybe some of the other creative players that we get back from injury and Aliyar's back. Well, that's how he's got most of his goals. And, and the way he pushed um, pushed off the Wigan defender for the corner was lovely to see, you know, that strength. Because, you know, the desire to get to the ball, that's lovely. Mm. And I, mean, I, mean, I think... He no, saw it was his forte before he came here, using his bonds. Mm. Yeah. And that was, that was some impressive... I mean, the way that went in, the power... Um, and I think it's quite funny to know. I think someone posted on Twitter a video that I think Will Keane actually pulls um, the defender that's marking him back, which you know loses him that extra yard. To he always does. Yeah, Keane. He got his goal, and then he he wanted us to win. Uh, he's got a couple of comments. Why isn't Mac getting a look in the back line? I mean, I, I think this this probably raises a good point. I think the back four today were levels above where we've been before. Greaves has been, you know, a shadow of the player we remember. And Alfie Jones has had a poor season, but he's had a haircut now as Jones and he seems to be back to the old Alfie. Um, they both looked like they were a strong partnership again. Is that something that um, you share a, a view with, Will? Oh, yeah, they were great in, de in defence. And I think it, 
I think it does come down to a difference in the tactics that Shotter was putting out and a difference in the tactics that Dawson's put down. And I think it'll, if what's been said about if it is Pedro Martins, it should be, just in case, if it is. Um, what's been said about the way he plays football, it might not be too much different going forward as well, the way that they played last night defensively, which is a good sign. Mm. I mean, I do think it's quite harsh that, uh, obviously going back to his question, uh, I do think it's harsh that we haven't seen McLaughlin introduced into the back four at some point. I mean, we might do now. We've changed the manager. Mm. That might have been just a shot of thing. Maybe shot just didn't fancy him. Yeah, perhaps. I mean... Given the maybe, maybe there's something behind the scenes we don't know because he's not. He may not have shown something in training. You don't know. Yeah, mm. and he did concede two against Bradford. That's oh, what everyone's forgetting. He was in that. Yeah. He was in that Bradford game, and he didn't. Of course, that's game. just the one match no one where he's not but... match fit. But um, hopefully, we don't we don't need him, and we can just keep on with these two. But yeah, um, cutting the hair seemed to have worked for Jones, and he, and he almost got a goal as well, uh, which was a shame that the keeper saved that. Um, I mean, and it's just annoying, you know, we scored two headers and neither of them were Greaves. Yeah. There was, a couple, there was a couple of good crosses aimed towards him, I think, and the keeper collected He them. never got near it. No. <laughs> Jones um, came the closest. The, the, I think having the likes of Cynic now that looks like he can whip in a dangerous ball, uh, I think will increase the chances. Uh, and Christie, if and he Christy, keeps yeah. playing. Well, Coyle, um, I think, goes under the radar for the amount of assists he gets. He's he's quite because I, I the on the pitch. If I was asked, um, you know, the, to to compare Christie and Coyle, I would be inclined to say Christie's more attacking, probably has a bit better delivery. But then, when you look at the evidence, <laughs> I don't think that might be true because Coyle's actually got you know a fair amount of uh, fair amount of assists this season for uh, uh, whipping the ball in. Um, so maybe we're being a bit harsh on Coyle, or I am anyway. But yeah, it was good to see Coyle back to his best. I think Elder had a good game as well. He obviously got an assist too with the corner. Um, I think it was do both of them the world of good. Um, obviously, Pelkas getting his first goal up and running as well, finally. So, well, I say finally, he's only played a couple of games, hasn't he? Um, anything else from the Wigan game that you want to raise? No, I'll move on to fan cams. Well, oh, oh, well, I'd just like to say, I mean, you know, I'll be mean to some people um, that a lot of people have criticized the fullbacks and then they won us the game. Uh, so that's nice. Mm. It is nice to see, obviously. I'm going to say, since Nathaniel didn't bother saying it, um, Brian Longman wasn't bad to the last He night. was good. He he helped. He did his job coming off the bench. He didn't score. He was a, a nuisance, and uh, a lot of times he didn't put the ball out of play any time. He had a shot on target, uh, dribbled into the goalkeeper, but it doesn't matter. And the stats will show it was a shot on target. I think it comes down to him being in the right position as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and on the left. He, yeah, he had a job to do. He got the ball forward and um, killed a bit of time by getting the ball forward, and that's good. Yeah, he's, he's, thing, far, he's far better last on the left. Night, last night, no one had a bad game at all. Not one person. Not for us, anyway. No, no, I agree with that. Lang Longman's definitely better off the left. Um, I think, obviously, we didn't get to see much of that when, well, last season, because we obviously had Keno out there, didn't we? So um, maybe this mm. season, you know. Maybe not so much if players are coming back from injury, but he he perhaps now has a chance to try and, uh, especially with a potential new gaffer coming in, to try and stake a claim for that left hand side, um, you know, and be a bit of competition for Cynic and hopefully try and get the best out of each other. And then that's obviously the the best way you end up with players in form is in fear of losing your place. You've got to perform, aren't you? Um, oh, I like this. Uh... Nathaniel being mean. See, even the even the uh, even even the viewers know Nathaniel. Well, he's was, an evil bastard. Is that Nathaniel? Fairly, I was being he's, reasonable. I thought he's he's baby faced and and is innocent on camera, but you, you don't know the true story. Um, Absolute monster. <laughs> uh, right, so we'll, we'll jump on to um, fan cams now, actually, because we've only got two, and they are correct this time because I uploaded them off my phone, not the laptop. Uh, they're one hundred percent correct. Well, we'll, I think we'll see, won't we? Yeah, we'll see. When they start talking about Cardiff, then we'll just bin it off. Um, <laughs> right, so the first one is uh, Max Tiger. This is his thoughts on the Wigan. Well, then, I didn't think I'd be saying this on a Wednesday, Thursday night. Hull City 2, Wigan Athletic 1. We actually won. We actually scored. Never mind winning. The game, the game was brilliant. The atmosphere, brilliant. I loved it. And that's to say... After the poor results, 
What a game. We've got Andy Dawson. Let's maul onto Huddersfield. Brilliant game. Well deserved. And a brilliant effort from the players. That's exactly what I want to see. So let's see if we can keep it up against Huddersfield. Up the Tigers. What we all want to see. I would, I would agree. Um we haven't seen enough of, perhaps. Uh, now, this one, I'm going to give a warning to Will and Nathaniel because you're not going to know what to expect here, but I do. Now, Rich is a good friend of mine and I'm, I'm quite happy that he's on fan cam because he will give us a bit of humour in every video. His humour for this video is that he's fresh out the bath. It was a great win, yes. it, lads. Um, I think Coyle was outstanding. Still somewhat missing from the side, though. I think there's still a bit of, just a bit of oomph missing. Um, very happy with that win against a half decent Wigan side. I mean, anyone with Josh McGinnis and Will Keane in it, they're not like, bang average. But yeah, looking forward to this new gaffe. Seems to know the score. Um, good pedigree, Champions League, done the business in foreign leagues. So yeah, fingers crossed. Back to Will with the weather. <laughs> He's never going to let you live that down, Will. Never. That was unique. <laughs> I told you, but it's you know it'll, it'll be something different every video, so something to look out for. I mean, uh, obviously Pedro Martins is being mentioned, and it's looking very likely that he's the man who's gonna um, take well, he, over. He was at the game, wasn't he? I don't he think was. you go to the game, see us win, and then think, nah. I don't know. It depends how much because uh, he's got quite a good CV, uh, which yeah. suggests to me he's probably going to be on a fair whack. Now that could potentially be a stumbling point if the club aren't willing to pay him X amount of money. I, I guess it depends what his aspirations are, if he sees himself as higher than this, or if he believes in uh, Adjun's project, which tends to happen quite often with a lot of these players. We didn't think we'd get Siri, but here he is. Um, I think Pedro Martins, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about him. I think um, a lot of fans perhaps like to try to pretend that they're, they're experts on managers abroad but he you know he's been very successful when you look at uh you know any any of the websites that have got his stats on um his win percentage at olympiacos over four years was 64 percent, i think which is very good a goal difference of something like plus 230 something so you know he's 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 got experience of managing in the europa league the champions league he's won titles he's won cups um he seems to improve teams wherever he goes is what i got from the internet um i don't know about uh, the other two of you is it? Is, are you quite excited to potentially have Pedro Martins in charge? Absolutely. I'm very intrigued. Well, I'm certainly intrigued as well. But um, I mean, who knows if it's going to be a good appointment for us? But I think it would be a good appointment for a lot of teams because he seems to be a, a good manager. Um, he's qualified for Europe with two Portuguese teams who aren't the the big three: um, Sporting Lisbon or. Um, uh, Porto or Benfica so you know he's done well there and yes um, same with Marco Silva when he came in remember that big Paul Merson uh, rant on um, Soccer Saturday um, that like the Greek league so bad they don't release the fixtures until like a month yeah. for the next month um, but uh, Olympiakos hadn't won the league for the two years before he came in so even though they had one, I checked it, it was 19 out of 21 league titles from like 1997. They hadn't won the in the two years before he came in. So even though they usually win, they hadn't done and he improved them and got them back to where they were. So it's not like winning the Premier League or something, but it is positive. And uh, he's won the most ever European games as Olympiakos manager. And they're always in Europe in some competitions. So... And he's been Arsenal twice in the Europa League. I mean, there are a lot of good stats you can throw out. Um, the main thing, though, that I think is interesting is that not only is he a Portuguese manager and an Olympiacos manager, but it's another Portuguese Olympiacos manager like Marco Silva was. So I just think that's a, a curious coincidence. But I think it could definitely be, be good because he's got a higher calibre than, um, you know, he's managed at higher uh, teams than Schotter did. But does he have championship experience? No, but the Champions you know, League... You have to have championship experience, and if you don't, then you're a complete idiot and you're not good enough for this yeah. league. Because as yeah. proven with Chris Wilder at Borough and Bruce at West Brom as we speak, they're doing marvellous jobs and they've got plenty of experience. Yeah, I mean, it, it, can, ha it can help, but 
I mean, our players don't have... It's a shit argument, essentially, yeah. is that? Our, our players don't have championship experience, and, like, they're good, hopefully, so, you know, <laughs> they, they can adapt it was to always, it. It's a flawed argument that I've never got when it gets brought up. I mean, I understand it. It does help sometimes, but yeah, any managerial need. appointment can be a risk. Yeah. No Every managerial appointment is a risk. Another thing is that... Uh, Rather than just championship experience, he's played or he's managed about twice the games Shotter did. Um, so you know he's he's been around longer, um, and uh, I think that's a positive. He'll have gone through more tough moments than Shotter did because he's had a long career. So hopefully he's learned more. And um, yeah, the fact that everyone's saying it's a coup makes me think it's going to be a coup. If we get him financially, maybe something will go wrong. But uh, I think it could be a bit of a good appointment. Mm. I think the 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 thing to note is that yeah maybe you don't have championship experience but if you're managing at the highest levels of football like you know your Champions Leagues and, and challenging for the the titles in in top divisions I know obviously Portugal Greece etc uh, is is not exactly the Premier League but they are decent leagues and we obviously got Oscar from there uh, and he seems to be fine with it I think obviously the Championship is just a very different type of league into it? it's yeah. Uh, something tells me that you know he, he'll he'll be able to adapt fairly quickly if he's if he's you know got the success that he has on his CV he's obviously got the brains to to adapt and and things like that and Wolves are after him in the Premier League and we've somehow stolen from under their noses so um, I don't know you know if 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 you know a Premier League side are, are willing to to put a risk on him to try and keep him in the I Premier mean... League. Is isn't every Portuguese manager on Wolves' shortlist to be fair? Yes, yeah, and Brazilian likely. and Spanish, yeah, <laughs> yeah, most likely Mexican, maybe. Uh, we've got, um, yes, most yeah. likely, most likely. Yeah, I mean, but we just hope <laughs> we just hope he gets sacked because, um, like yeah, Marco Silva did um, at Porto, he didn't wear the right suit after you know <laughs> the the friendly match after we've won the Champions League in six years' time. Yeah. That sounds horrendously out of context if you're listening on audio. <laughs> yeah, um, so we yes. had a comment uh, that said, I will predict sometime in the future that he will get sacked, which obviously, given modern day football, tends to be the only way that managers go. He might go not. He might, get, he might be taken over Guardiola. Mm. See, that was, it made me laugh that because whenever any manager that you mentioned that could that you could want or possibly be in charge of Hull City, it was, yeah, but they, they, they failed at this place. Yes, that's why they're an employee. Every manager does, you know. Every yeah. manager is technically a failure if they're available for a job because they've just lost it somewhere. Yeah. Then that's... one thing I would say is that I don't think he's been... I don't know whether he's been sacked. He probably has, but he seems to have... I was looking through his Wikipedia and he seems to have stayed at clubs and then resigned, which is something. So he's not been forced out. Um, so, you know... But that, most importantly, resigning after leaving them in a far better place than he found them. Yeah, that's a positive, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we so want not, to be in a better place. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he just, you know, jumps ship when it's all going wrong. He leaves because he feels he's taken them as far as he can. Uh, which obviously, if if that's us mid-table in the Premier League, then fair play. Um, we, it sounds like we could have done it with with how good he is in Europe. It sounds like we could have done him when uh, we had our brief Europa League stint. <laughs> um, wasted opportunity that was. Right. Um, so I'm expecting him to be announced before Huddersfield. If he doesn't, I'm not entirely. Um, it's not like I'm going to be heartbroken that Dorsey's in charge for another game. Um, if he can, you know, instill that kind of performance, then let's see it again. Uh, problem is, uh, actually, we'll do we'll do we'll do the game before we go on to Huddersfield, shall we? Because uh, oh, as blanks. in we're playing a game. Oh, That's yeah. exciting! I will fill in the blanks oh, one right, so because you and Tom um, obviously didn't do very well with the last one should we say I've I gone... was definitely fine with that one but you won't let me answer questions <laughs> I've gone yeah because you do them I sent you the pictures because I might not have been on right well, how how am I supposed Are to you know I was barely born <laughs> right but you might know this one this one's the season after and it's the very famous game it is Hullsborough so it's when we beat Sheffield Wednesday obviously 4-2 7th of December 2004 the famous game where we talk about was it seven seven and a half thousand um, I've left a couple more blanks in this time. So for our audio listeners, the team that um, I put out, it's obviously what that started, was Mayle, Mark Joseph, Leon Court. Then we've got a question mark and centre-back, Andy Dawson, uh, midfield of Ryan France, Ian Ashby, question mark, Stuart Elliott, and then the front two, 
are also question marks. So can I go first? Um, absolutely. Please let me go first. But Barnby. I know them all, so I'll let Nathaniel go first. Yes, Barnby he, is one of them. Did he score all four of them? So he has the. No, he played, did not right? score all four of them. Did he score one? He scored two. Two. Yeah. Two's good, right? I can sit back and relax. I've got one the, right. The, the volley in front of the away end was a particular highlight. Yeah. I remember that. I remember seeing that oh, on yeah. YouTube 10 years later. Okay, then oh. they were fighting back. Delaney. Yes, Delaney is the other centre back. Mm. Uh, well, I've seen um, a comment put one of them, so I'm going to uh, pretend yes to have and no. Oh, so Fagan, not Fagan. Not oh, Fagan. No. no. We hadn't signed him at that point. What about. Uh... So, so we've, got, we've, got, we've got like the cam position in the centre back, so we need the centre midfielder and the striker that's missing. Myla. And these were the goal scorers, if that helps anybody. Mo Diame. No, it was not Mo Diame. Well, he scored against Sheffield Wednesday, well, didn't he? Well, Facey scored. No, he did not. He's not um, on that team, but he played. So he must have scored. It was also. Um, I'm pretty certain it was Dory Facey. I've heard of Allsop vaguely. Ryan? Yes, he started in that game. Don't you start this one? No, Ryan Olsop's like a goalkeeper nowadays, isn't he? Yeah, Danny Olsop was our Aussie striker. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea. This is this is before my time. I'm going up the years as we go along. You'll get there. Hmm. Well, maybe when we get to like last Olsop week's definitely lineup, didn't start that much. I'm, I, I know he that. Do, 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 do. I've got the BBC page up here. The starting lineup was Mile, Joseph Cott, Delaney, Dawson, Elliot, Ashby, the player that's blank, France, Facey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Vindication. Correct. Yeah, you are correct. But he did well not done. score. But he did start, so I'm correct. Yeah, but he did not Dean Marnie. I said they were all goal scorers. No. Oh. No, we didn't have Dean Marnie in League One. Bullard. Nathaniel, stop. Will, finish it off. Olive Vingina. Um, I can't remember his first name, but it was Keane. Michael Keane. Little, yeah. little Michael Keane. So Scored a penalty. Scored a penalty, which I actually missed because a lot of the fans didn't get in for the first 10, 15 minutes of the game because of uh, the buses outside or something were stuck. And I was then they go of Link. Right, it's over. Right, now, this Nathaniel. is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Have we right. named them all? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the obviously the complete team sheet. Oh, well, I got one. Correct. Swapping Allsop for. Yeah. I don't know why Allsop's on there. But you do this game and you still pick the wrong 11s. You've got you to do more research. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, all right, all right, all right, right. Right. So, Huddersfield next. Moving on. Um, Obviously, we're not very good away from home this season, and I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to put that right if you take away the fact that all the omens are against us and that Huddersfield are down at the bottom of the table and we're on Sky and being the charitable team that we are, you know, we tend to give away three points to these kind of teams, but we've only picked on up... Sky? I thought it was just... It, it is Sunday, Sunday at 12 o'clock. Because yeah, it's Huddersfield, the West Yorkshire police like to play us at lunchtime anyway, regardless. Yeah, it's on telly, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, we've only picked up two points away all season and going to the end of last season, we're probably a long time without a win away. Um, has it become an issue? Are we worried? No, uh, it is a new manager, new yeah. clean slate. I'm not, I'm it, not really bothered. It is an issue, but I'm not worried because I think hopefully we will um, yeah. at least get something out of the game and sort of reverse that a bit. Would you um, take a point? Yes. Y yes, I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? A sc an exciting score draw, seeing as we're going. Yeah. Mm, yeah, we don't we don't really do clean sheets, do we? So it's going to be a score draw if we draw. Um, yes, well, yeah, I'm hoping for a win. I mean, are we all going? Yeah, we're all going, aren't we? Full podcast outing, isn't it? Um, You're actually going to games. What's going on, lads? I've been. I'm sorry, uh, I'm letting you down there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, do we not? Uh, would you start same eleven then? Are we changing anything, or don't change your winning team? 
don't change anything. Yeah, I don't think we've got other options on the bench that would improve our team necessarily. Doherty perhaps, Doherty perhaps a little unlucky to not start last game. Perhaps, but then who would you Possibly, drop him but look for? how it went. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, poking... Because uh, if you drop Slater, then all of Twitter will be all over you. So, um, And I don't think you want to drop two fan uh, or Pelkas. I think Slater's our player of the season so far. I won't drop him. I won't. I, I have Slater above any of our midfield choices at the minute because he's, well, yeah. he's just so, so who would you drop for Doherty then? Um, well, if form wise before Wigan, it would have been two fan, wouldn't it? But yeah, but know, we've played against Wigan now, so who would you drop for Doherty? Answer the question, Ant. It's away from home, so maybe we need to be a bit more solid than attacking. So I wouldn't. You know, be heartbroken if he drops. Too New manager, we've got to you know put these sort teams to the sword. <laughs> yeah, but well, we do, I mean, to be fair, it would be nice to obviously get a winner from a, a side that's probably only bottom because Coventry are, are three games behind because of them not playing at home. Um, I think you need to be looking at trying to get three points from there. But if we get a point, obviously it's, it's momentum gained into and, and two unbeaten to give that platform and hopefully the new managers in like we say but if Dawson's still in charge if we get similar performance levels from everybody I can't imagine it will be a a, a, a disappointing game because to me even if we're losing games you just want to see the performances don't you and I think the problem under shot was we we were losing but we just were playing awful too I mean, um, we, we were always going to lose playing like that weren't we yeah and Dawson sort of reinstilled some work ethic and confidence in the side that hopefully carries into Huddersfield now and players have realized what they need to be doing um to applicate well to apply themselves to to the rest of the season uh, to try and get positive results you've got to grind in this league aren't you you can't coast at all um players probably going into their natural positions pelcast was quite vocal in his post match interview that he's a number 10 that's where he likes to play and that's where he was played and i did think he looked a lot more dangerous he took his goal well um you know i didn't think we'd be signing him to score headers and it was very good uh finish uh, so I've comment about Doc. He's not finished, he's only 28. Doc made a stronger when he came he... on. If, he's, if he started, whoever we brought on, would they make us stronger? Well, maybe he's a good option on I mean, the bench because he's got that I energy. I disagree with that for the same reason. He'd be great coming off the bench, having some fresh legs and a bit of fighting midfield. I, I, I mean, you, I don't think you can watch last night and say. No, someone else should have started the way after the way they played. Yeah, yeah. no, but obviously um, people are just you know you, you can't forgive the last month either, can you? You know, one game could just be a flash in the pan. Um, Wigan, I think you know probably played a but few you levels. Can't, you can't decide no. you start eleven based on right. you can't, you can't. You've got on go, the last game. You have. You've got to go game by game. Um, but you know, people. I'm just trying to defend why people would have similar logic towards uh you know team selection because you know sometimes home and away can be different entirely sometimes people can have like maybe at home you want to play more offensive players to be on the front foot and away from home you want to be a bit more solid so you, you know you swap a couple of players out tactically that's what your squad rotation's for isn't it so you know you can't always just play a winning team is, i don't get who you could justify dropping from steady on no, the south gate <laughs> no, you, obviously, with this game, I'd like to see the side. I would personally like to see the, the same starting eleven because, like you say, not a, not a player really put a foot wrong in that game. And if this game now gives us a chance to try and build a, a set of results to try and lift us away from that bottom three and back into like the mid table where the pressure's off a bit more, uh, and, and and obviously encouraging performances like that it gets the fans back uh, on side, doesn't it? Because I think the atmosphere I, I could hear from. Uh, through me telly was 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 a lot higher than it was in past games even when we yeah, went a goal down good. even when we went a goal down i thought the fans were still there trying to spare them on uh whereas in other games it was pretty much you know it fell silent when we conceded the first goal because we were all resigned to defeat so maybe well, that, revert- that was i think that was partly because we started the game better and even though we conceded we were still on top even after conceding i think that mm. did a lot to it yeah uh, I'm trying to think if there's any ex-Tigers in the other field. I know Fraser Campbell's still there, is he? Fraser um, Campbell is still there. Um, I don't know any off the top of my head that uh, are there at the moment. But I'm just going to look through their squad. Yeah, They've got, they've got a couple of danger men. They've got a couple of danger men, obviously, in the likes of uh, that Sauber Thomas is very good. Um, 
set piece wise um, has very good delivery. Got a lot of assists last season. Has done so far this season. They're on the back of a three-three draw at Luton. Um, a good result away. Um, I think they went. I think they took the lead twice and then went behind and then brought it back. So you know they're they're clearly fighting. They've got a new manager, Mark Fotheringham. Not going to pretend to know much about him either. He seemed to be a player that played most of his career in Scotland and is now assist, well was assistant manager somewhere in Germany and they've plucked him from there. So he's not got much championship experience. So again, he's probably learning as well. Um, it's going to be an interesting game, um, I think. I, I genuinely couldn't call it. Um, so that's what I'm going to ask you all to do exactly right now. Um, Will, what score is it going to be? Four all. <laughs> it could well be. could well be. Four all. If we're scoring oh, four, I reckon Longman could get one of those. Surely. No. Look, own look, goal. Look what you do, Will. You you encourage right, him. Two two own goals and one actual goal. I'd take that. Mm. Yeah, is it actually going to be four all? Or are you going to give a more realistic answer, Will? Oh, oh this is, this is a serious be, show. Not anymore. All right, then no. one nil City. One nil. One nil. Going to keep boring. a clean sheet. Come on, Will. Boring. Keep it realistic. For all then, <laughs> yeah, that's reasonable. Um, one one, I will go for a two one, um, whole city victory. Um, in the last dying seconds of the game, uh, Longman will, will score one off his shin, and I will go crazy in the away stand. And uh, Pedro Martins will start his whole city career with um, you know, uh, three points. Mm. No, I, I I could see us getting a bit of momentum and um, Huddersfield aren't a great team. I think we could uh, we could we could um, be dangerous on the attack. Um, what a potential banana skin! Like I said, it's it's a, it's against a side that's desperate for points and it's on telly. And what we're desperate. We also have a shit record against Huddersfield. In we Huddersfield. do away at Huddersfield. Fair, we have been very poor. If it was his first game anyway, and he's implementing new tactics, I wouldn't consider it the end of the world if we did lose. No, I would. Uh, I'd be coming through his head already. <laughs> At least if the That's performance typical is there, of you. And you can see clearly what, what you know they're trying to do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I, so, was the last time we won there, Will? Was it... Uh, was it Bruce, Bruce, George Bruce, Boyd? Yeah, Boyd's goal. 2000 and... The bubble match. 14? 14? Well, West Yorkshire police acted like a bunch of meths and sadly we couldn't do anything. Yeah. So nearly 10 years since we've won there. But we got promoted. Last time they we scored promoted. there was 2016, I think. Yeah, so we do a goal. Yeah, they do tend to be a bit of a bogey team for us, Huddersfield, especially away. Um, I'm going to go for a nice sound after I'm, I'm, I'm channeling only the Wigan game, and I'm going to be I'm going to say we're going to draw, but I reckon it will be a, I'm going to go 2-2, I think. Desmond, lovely Desmond. I think we go behind twice and bring it back twice. Bit of character, and I'd certainly take that. Has Nathaniel predicted Longman to score in every game? Most likely, well, I haven't. The last five games, I predicted us to lose like five nil. So no. <laughs> yeah, but you, Longman scored. How unrealistic. <laughs> no, <laughs> he will score at some point. He will score at some point, and that will give me cause to talk about it for weeks on end. So. <laughs> Just prepare yourself for that. Nathaniel would have only been a baby there the last time. I would have been 11, to be fair. He's so. got it in for you, is Alex. Yeah, he doesn't like me. <laughs> um, right, I think uh, we've pretty much covered everything there, haven't we? Have I missed anything, guys? No. Vote, vote. Yes, vote. obviously. So I'm going to stick a little video up. I think we can still talk while it's on. Uh, so for our uh, viewers, if you've not voted, this is how you can do it. You literally just type in football www.footballcontentawards.com slash voting we will be in the football league box uh football uh, best podcast obviously football league uh just click us go to the bottom tick the box press vote now or you can tweet um i think you right just there vote. think it's all cobblers to me <laughs> yeah you literally just tweet um i'm voting for go. tag our account for best podcast football league at the fcas and then that counts as a vote too the voting does close on sunday i believe so it's the last couple of days so we do need a big push so i'm going to plead with you all who's watching um to to share it to family you can on each device you've got log, log it in 
vote for us. Let's see if we can pull off a shock and and, and get maybe. You never know. We might finish minimum. in fourth place. Wow. <laughs> hey, we're in the final, Will. So any any anything there is is good enough for me. Uh, but obviously, thanks for everybody who has voted, and thanks for everybody who listens to us. Because um, sometimes I wonder why people listen to us, um, especially when Nathaniel runs on about Longman. Um, but you know, obviously, we're recording. <laughs> See, you can tell we've won because the Longman content has gone up today. So we're in a, a, a more fun mood. It's it's too depressing when we've yeah. lost to do that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, we could, the, the Amber Circle group on Facebook, uh, do join that. It's good chat in there. Um, nice people. It's nice to talk about City and not get abused. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Obviously, sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar. Um, have a look at Daniel Stuck Graphics. Um, I think he's working on some more for us. Um, he's been busy the last couple of days, so I had, to, I had to do the normal preview one, which will be... Uh, I believe you're doing a preview tomorrow, aren't you, Nathaniel, for Huddersfield? If you've arranged it for me, then yes. Yes, uh, I believe it's coming on three o'clock. Yeah, I think eight o'clock it's Friday. Live, Wonderful. Live from the train, I believe. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously, uh, all the trains on strike. How's he doing that? Not, not every single one. The ones the fucking Huddersfield wear. Certain services, isn't it? I think. Um, but yeah, so obviously tune in tomorrow for Nathaniel's preview shows. Uh, they do tend to be quite popular. Uh, not jealous at all. Um, <laughs> two out of three speaking sense ain't bad. Which two? I'm concerned now. <laughs> Nathaniel's gone, and yeah, should we boot him from stream just in case? Uh, but yeah, everybody who listens to us has voted for us. Huge thank you. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to the partners. Um, thank you to Will and Nathaniel for joining me. This has been episode 61 of To Hull and Back. Uh, and we thank you all for supporting us. And we will see you, well, Nathaniel will see you tomorrow. For his preview episode, I'm going to get him off before he does something weird. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.